Hey, welcome to another episode of Chatty Patties. As usual, I'm your host, Andy, and today I'm going to do something a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to start a mini-series, and because the most popular episode I've had was over Myers-Briggs, and so I figured if that's of interest, hell, let's do a series on it. I'll break it down, and I kind of said I could do another one earlier uh, in that episode, and what I would like to discuss are the Jungian functions, which are what makes up each of the 16 types of Myers-Briggs. Kind of like a chemical equation, like this is the makeup that makes that type. And there's eight functions, each type has four. So, let's start with, first off, why I like Myers-Briggs. That's kind of a silly way of putting it, but I like it because it's a sweet fucking tool that when you talk to anybody, if you can at least address their functions, you kind of learn a better way of talking to them. It's especially good because you can kind of start narrowing down how this person might freak out and what would set them off. So just overall, it creates a more peaceful way of talking to people and getting to understand them on a more personal level much faster. And let's face it, getting to that personal level where you kind of see each other eye to eye, that's where the real conversation comes in. So that aside, that's why I like Myers-Briggs. And on top of that, it's an amazing fucking tool to help you understand yourself better. Because once you know your type and you start looking up the ins and outs and all the little crevices and crawl spaces within your type, you start noticing how much it correlates with your day-to-day life and kind of answer some of those weird questions you've had about yourself like, why do I freak out about the things I freak out about? Why does this stress me out? Why am I so bad at this? And you can start getting the answers. For me, with my type, it helped me understand why I'm such a fucking disorganized mess. You know, and the thing is, is I like routine, but I'm very sporadic in what I do. I second guess myself a lot. I'm always zoning out. And on top of that, it's hard for me to just stay on track. But the type thing explains that pretty well. And so I'm like, oh, well, fuck, you know, it lets me know I'm not alone on this. All right, awesome. Just kind of a sense of security. Either way, let's get into it. So this five-part series is going to be... And I say five-part series, it might be four parts. I'm not joking. I have just not put a lot of thought into how many episodes I want it to be. But I know I'm going to try to finish it by next week. And I'm going to try to upload episodes on a kind of consistent basis here. So what I'm going to start with now is we're going to go over the eight functions. And I'm going to detail those real fast because I'm actually going to make more episodes detailing them just individually. So the eight functions are intuition, thinking, feeling, sensing. Each one has an introverted version and an extroverted version. This is what makes the eight functions. And if you have introverted thinking, that means you'll have extroverted feeling. Introverted feeling, extroverted thinking. You have one or the other and they pair up together. If you have introverted intuition, you have extroverted sensing. Introverted sensing has extroverted intuition. So once again, one or the other. And you're going to have one of those two in each. So you're going to have an intuition, you're going to have a thinking, you're going to have a feeling, and you're going to have a sensing. You're going to have all four in your type, depending on the differences. Now, these come into an equation of one, two, three, four, where uh, depending on your type, each function will go into one of those four slots. If it's in the first slot, that's going to be your primary way of living. It's just your natural mode, one that you yourself will never notice until you really, 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 really start paying attention. Your second function is your uh, hero function 
And by hero function, just more along the lines of your second function is the one you're really going to notice. It's called your hero function, at least that's what I call it, because it's the one that you really notice for yourself. And just depending if you're an extrovert or introvert, it'll be completely different. But you'll really notice this function. It usually directs how the way the way you think and the way you kind of detail your life. Your third function, which I think is auxiliary function, is one that you only use in kind of desperate need. It's not that you're, you're bad with it. You just don't notice it. And you develop it much later in life. Usually, it depends on the person. Unless, once again, you kind of learn your type, understand each function individually and what it means for you. Then, yeah, then you can capitalize on it. Realize how much you've used it on a daily basis. But it's so dormant from your view naturally that you don't notice you use it. And you get better as you get older and actually try to grow. Uh, your last function, which is called your demon function, your inferior function, is that's that it's a demon to you you suck with it it's one that you're going to strive for for the rest of your life to get yourself better with um and so this is actually the reason i know i'm disorganized is my final function is introverted sensing uh, i'll explain that in a minute either way your final function is what's going to actually correlate with how you act when you are stressed when something goes wrong when you can't take it anymore when you break the fuck down emotionally this function that you have in your last place will kind of dictate how you do that maybe you're someone who just feels like a fraud maybe you just can't organize your thoughts and you start losing track and just feel lost maybe you have an explosion of emotions that you've been repressing for too long and act you know just real violent maybe you just freak out get defensive and start illogically throwing insults around if any of these mean something to you that that means that's what your freak out is and that'll help actually narrow down your final function so all that aside Four functions to a stack, and the stack meaning first, second, third, fourth. First one being the number one function you use just naturally all day. You just can't get around it. So what it comes to, so to break that down even more, let's go into the functions. So intuition is, and we're going to go over just intuition and sensing today. That's all we're going to go over, and then I'll top this episode off because we're five minutes in. So intuition has two forms, introverted, extroverted introverted intuition is where you kind of view the world as though everything interconnects in this big giant web it all just kind of makes sense and you get it and usually if you have this function high in your stack in a conversation you'll be a bit more linear on what you say and you'll be able to stay on topic much easier the best way to think about it is intuition introverted intuition like your imagination inward like towards you not out to the world is going to be kind of like going down a you're following a river down the straight path and at the end, you see it uh, spread out into multiple paths, as in you see how life connects into one big path, and at the end, it spreads out into one big being. Then there's extroverted intuition, which is your imagination outwards towards the world. The best example of this would be if uh, when you have a conversation with them, especially if it's higher in the load order, they have a hard time staying on track. Uh, they kind of see that they kind of like get a new thought or emotion or idea off of what almost anybody says to them because it's just always making them think of something else. Uh, for an example, would be a conversation like, uh, would be like this kind of thinking. Dude, I love wrestling. Well, actually, wrestling was started in 1987. Dude, you know, the thing with the 80s is they were really weird. That was when drugs were kind of legal, but at the same time, they were bad, and there's a lot of addiction going around. Racism was really rampant. 
Have you listened to that podcast that's actually going over historical racism and how it's ended? That's expert intuition, bouncing from topic to topic to topic, subject to subject to subject, because your mind just comes up with so many situations and alternatives that you can do. Whereas introvert intuition connects it as in, oh, you went to your mom's yesterday? Oh, how is she? Oh, you're, oh she's doing great. Oh, the cancer, that's not good, dude. You should actually find a doctor. Like very on point, very on track. But it could also be you know, an even deeper conversation where they break it down like, oh, well, I gotta go to the store. If I go to the store and get my medicine, if I get my medicine, that's gonna make me better. If I get better, it's gonna be a better life and helping lead me to make better decisions. Then hopefully I can become the success that I see in my head. You know, just shit like that. It is very straightforward. You connect all the dots as you go along, and it's much more linear. So those are really rough outlines of introverted intuition and extroverted intuition. Introverted intuition meaning, once again, your inward imagination. You just see the world connected through a bunch of webs or one big web. Like, it all connects into one. It's all there. One big circle, bro. But because of this... When you talk, you're very on track, and your mind kind of works in the fact of you're going down a river, it's one straight line, and then it branches out into all possibilities, but you understand how it connects together. Extroverted intuition is much more worse with detail. Like I said, if you look at the river of extroverted intuition, it's a river that splits off in every fucking two seconds. It never stays on track. It's just one big thing. It looks like an explosion. And because of that, depending on where it's hiding your stack, that's kind of the view of thinking with that. This leads to what these functions pair with, which is extroverted sensing and introverted sensing. Uh, now, extroverted intuition is a gathering function, and extroverted sensing is a gathering function. Gathering meaning the, how you take the information from the world in. And so with extroverted sensing, where extroverted intuition is your imagination out towards the world, like uh, I forgot to say this, but an example of extroverted intuition, if you look at a car, and you start thinking of cartoons because this car reminds you of a cartoon you saw when you were like 15 or 8 or 6 or whatever little kid. And you start imagining having a face on it. That's usually extroverted intuition. You're just seeing more than what's really there because it's just all it is. Whereas extroverted sensing, the other gathering function which pairs with introverted intuition, would see a car and see the possibilities that can come with it. What they could do with it. The ramifications if, if, it, if you had a wreck with it. Like it just starts going to different routes instead of just kind of a more imaginative route where they're just seeing more than what's there. Which is a good thing, is that usually means they're better with the environment, they're better with fashion, because they see what everybody's wearing over what they'd like to wear. Um, but that goes to introverted sensing, which is what pairs with extroverted intuition, which is internal sensory, your body, how you feel your body, and how you hold on to past traditions. That's a big part of it. Introverted sensing means you hold on to traditions better, you know, which means for uh, some types, like the ESFJ, they hold on to family tradition more. So Christmas, holidays, birthdays, that's a big deal. They want everybody together. They don't like the change. They don't want to deal with their family falling apart. So they stick to tradition. Another example would be, if you're not really a family person, you hold on to stuff like you when you were a kid. Like maybe some of the same cartoons you may watch as an adult, video games you still play, you have a soft spot for your childhood in some lights, like just comics, movies, games, at least for me. Some people would have it for sports or a certain food, maybe a car, maybe a song, maybe just a place. You know, it just depends, and usually, and everybody can have this, by the way, okay? Like, you use all eight functions, just four of them are primary. But for introverted sensing, this would be more dominant for them to hold on to the past over looking towards the future. Now, like I said, these are very rough explanations. This goes much deeper due to the fact that Myers-Briggs is a tool, whereas everyone is an experience. You have a whole lifetime behind you 
that is going to make it to where no matter what type you get, whatever your real type is, you'll read that bio and something's not going to be true about you. That's because you have experience. You've been hurt before. You've had success. You've been depressed. You've felt happy. You've felt joy. You've been betrayed. The whole thing adds up to the human experience, which means you are very different from anybody who also has your type because they are not you. They have not lived your life. They have not experienced what, you were, uh, what you've been through. And on top of that, you're, we're all wired differently from birth, so you're going to be different emotionally than someone else. So like I said, it, this is all the reason it's very rough in understanding what it means. Uh, introverted intuition, by the way, just for another fact, is you're also more prone to gut feelings. Or for me, I'm more prone to second-guessing myself a lot. Because I just see more realities where you see how everything connects to make the right decision. So, that is that aside, um, let's get back to introverted sensing, which would mean you're holding on to traditions, holding on to the past. It's also more regulated towards your body, so if it's at the very end... It means that you're very bad at organization because introverted sensing higher in the stack means better organization internally, which then means you're probably more organizing your outer world in theory. Not everybody's that good at it. But either way, if you have it last, like me, then you're very disorganized, hard to stay on track. You're very nostalgic and euphoric a lot. Like I'm a very, I'm a fucking man child in a lot of rights just with my interests and what I like to do. I'm very childish and playful in that own right. But that aside, it causes also me to be disorganized uh to have a hard time dealing with moving forward in a lot of ways and it's hard for me to gain structure and routine but i'm working on it but whereas extroverted sensing and lasts would be you have a hard time taking in the real world you have a hard time being in public because all of a sudden it would hit that you're like holy shit too much is coming in at me right now and that's just if extroverted sensing is your last function remember that's a gathering function so the world is so it means you're taking in the world for what it is sight sound hear smell touch all of the all of your senses coming together to create the knowledge you're going to perceive meaning somebody like rupaul uh from rupaul's drag race he has extroverted sensing he's so fashionable he sees what's going on what's popular in the real world he just gathers it in and utilizes it where somebody with extroverted intuition like uh, walt disney for instance would see the world as more of a cartoon, more of what's going on in his mind, more of an imaginative person. But then there's also people like the ISTJ who have extroverted intuition last. An example of that would be if you tell them, hey man, this is a big decision, uh, we're moving. There's three houses to choose from. Which house do you want to move to for the next five years? That's a big decision, too many options, too many factors, too many variables, and it stresses them out to the point that they shut down and get kind of irritable. Whereas someone with expert intuition in the beginning is always full of ideas, can always find their way out of a bad situation, even if it's the wrong idea, they still came up with 100 more before that, or 20 more, or 15 more, or 5 more, or 10 more, and you just always have new ways of doing it. But it also causes them to bounce around in conversation a lot and branch off and stray off a topic. Okay, let's do another one because I like doing this. Introverted intuition in the first would mean they're very much in their head because they're going to be an introvert. Because if you have introverted intuition at the beginning, you're an introvert or an introverted function first, means you're an introvert. Extroverted function first, extrovert. Either way, introverted intuition is going to be more linear in the way they talk. They're going to have a greater understanding of how everything connects. They're going to be way more in their head and kind of have a dazed look in their eye. And by dazed, more like far off and distant, kind of a dreamlike state, usually. Uh, and only two types actually lead with this function, the INTJ and INFJ. Both types are pretty serious. They know how it all works out and they know the best route for them. So they also get the gut feeling. 
But then, since we're doing this function thing, if you had introvert intuition last in your function stack, it means you're very bad and ill-prepared for the future. As in when the future comes to you, you stressed out and don't know what to do. And for someone like that, it's just like a, an American Pie stiffler. His final function would be introverted intuition. He didn't see the end time coming. He didn't see graduating high school until it was right in front of him and it was too late to prepare. So all his friends were leaving for college. Everyone's gone. His whole world is changing. He has to really start thinking about a job. And he never prepared for this because he was so in the moment in life that he didn't think about next year. And that's introverted intuition in the last. Whereas... Uh, I already, actually, I think I went over everything. Introverted intuition and last is you don't prepare for the future. Extroverted intuition and last is you have a hard time making a multiple choice decision for the future. Just too many possibilities bothers you. Like your family's moving away, your friends are moving away, and your girlfriend just broke up with you. That's a lot to take in. Too many ways to which way and you shut down and get irritable. Where introverted intuition has a blow up of emotion, then comes down to extroverted sensing and last, meaning you just have a hard time taking in the world because you live so much in your head that that real world coming in to get you causes you to just kind of shut down and you just don't know what to do and you kind of freak out, hyperventilate. Introverted sensing last means you're very disorganized. Uh, some might be hypochondriac because they're not really in touch with their own bodies internally. They're not organized. They don't have any routine set up and it's much harder to make routine. As you can see from me talking this whole time, I kind of walk all over the place because I'm just kind of collect my thoughts and make it linear. But regardless, uh, that kind of covers those four functions. I'm sorry if it was not that great. Uh, I'll go over it again in a recap video for the last one. But until then, introverted intuition, extroverted intuition, introverted sensing, extroverted sensing. And there's also feeling thinking, which I'm going to do a video over for the or a podcast over for the next one. With that, man, uh, check. remember to check out my YouTube channel, Andy's Self-Help with a dash mark after self, uh, to connect to self-help. And then I also have the, uh, the email, chattypattyspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to talk to me about whatever, questions, anything, I'm here for you, man. Uh, other than that, I'll catch you in the next one. I hope this worked out. You got a good explanation. And thanks for listening.